Well, welcome back, everybody. This is episode 23, 2-3. Shout out Michael Jordan, uh, not LeBron, Michael Jordan, Devin Hester. Uh, episode 23 of Peaked in College. This is a glorious episode um, celebrating the, the glorious number 23. Um, it's just Craig and I again. Welcome back, Craig. Good to have you, buddy. Good, good to be back, David. What was your high school football or basketball jersey number? Football was six. Um, okay. The devil's number. Was that and Pete LeBron? Yeah, it was Heat LeBron, but I think I was probably Greendale six pre Heat LeBron. Okay, I'm gonna have to look at the timelines and and you, fact you check wore that. It first. Yeah, okay. I wore it first. Um, and then uh, what was your other question? Basketball, I was five. Uh, I don't think you okay. could be six in basketball in high school sports. Oh yeah, because it's two two hands. I also didn't have like a real preference for six. I was just a when I was a sophomore, and then we got like the varsity jerseys. I got number six. So then I decided it would be cool to just stick with that number, you know. But you got your junior varsity jersey, right? No, this is varsity, baby. Oh, okay. okay. We're a big time. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What was your basketball number? I was 44. So we're we're, 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 we're over halfway there to that. <laughs> Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, there's not many, not many 44s, but. Uh, That's a big, nasty, like, basketball number. Yeah. Was it a big jersey? Was it really baggy on your skinny ass? Yeah, because I was like one of the bigger guys on my team. Like we were all when I when I first started playing like varsity, I was one of the the taller guys, and then you know younger guys were taller. But um, once that was kind of my number, like it was it was big. It was probably an extra large. It was probably a large. So yeah, it was it was baggy, but I had to keep it. You know, like once I was that number, you you stay with it. So and then should... it was kind of fun. I was trying to just be ugly. Like I rocked the goggles, so you know embraced embraced the ugly. I will say that's probably a really like funny like. Uh... You would have a cool like mixtape in high school because like everyone would just be clowning you during warmups. Like, look at that like nasty like he's got goggles. He's a, has a baggy jersey. He, you probably didn't have like really cool shoes. No offense, but and then uh, you just went out there and dropped like twenty five a game. So that's pretty sick. My uh two for for when they like announced starting lineups, I uh, I took an inhaler before every game. So like when I like walked out like through the like did like the handshakes with the team I like, did an inhale oh my God. took out my goggles and and they cleaned my goggles and that and then handshake so that was my that was my shtick yeah see that so, that yeah, is I cool like if if you're gonna be like lame looking but be really good at basketball that's a cool way to do it like you might as well just fully yeah. go all in and embrace it. Speaking of basketball though, dude, I've been I've been starting to play like once a week. I've never missed more layups in my life than, than like layups. Come on, Greg. What are you, me? When I get into garbage time, yeah, no. you got to make. When was the last time you played? Uh, pre ACL tear, like played real yeah. basketball. Yeah, I think I medically retired. Okay. Yeah, That's which sad. is unfortunate, but good for you for getting out there and playing. I, I think it's a great sport to keep your uh, keep your cardio up um, and stay healthy. It's the best sport to stay healthy, and uh, yeah. so good for you. Keep keep grinding and keep playing. Are you, is there any chance you're coming back? Play some pickup? I don't is know. It, it you just, just like not feel confident on the knee or is it like a year? Yeah, I think, I, I think it's more of a mental hurdle at this point. Like I think I'm physically fine and I okay. think I could play and I really miss basketball. I really do. Um, but I think I'm more concerned of like, I don't ever want to go through that injury and recovery ever again. Like I, and, and what happened to me in the first place was like a freak accident. Like, it wasn't like I did anything like out of the ordinary. Like, so no. going back just kind of terrifies me. Yeah. But I, I would say I would go back and play. Like I I've played, I played outdoor basketball, like three on three, uh, when I lived in Iowa city, I did yeah. that once and I was perfectly fine. So I think I could c- come back to it. Okay. 
cool. You just got to make sure yeah, you stretch before. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. That's the other thing too, is like when you're playing pickup with people, it can be a little dangerous if they like didn't play a lot of basketball and like, they're just kind of like reckless and you know, their bodies can be flying around, limbs can be flying around. Like it, it can't, it's not, even if it's not like a ton of contact, like some people, if they don't know how to use their body, like you, you can get an unfortunate injury just because they, they're being reckless. So, yeah, I think what you, what I would do too is, is don't ask me to play any like competitive basketball league. Cause I'll be really lame and I'll be an anchor on your team. I would love to play just like casual, like, you know, jog up and down the court, you know, shoot, maybe drive but like nothing aggressive i don't want to play aggressive basketball because yeah. that's just dangerous at my age and in my physical condition Your age. <laughs> but i would love to play like casual pickup yeah so we'll see if i ever uh lace them back up and get back out there but but we'll see keep, cool. you keep grinding okay i'm really proud of you i'll try yeah it's the only way i can stay in shape How, how's your how's your gym grinding going gym you is toned uh, no, I'm not toned, but I'm still no, grinding. No, you're no. not toned. I, I had a 50-50 chance. I'm, I'm not toned, but I am still grinding. I go like four days a week uh, ever okay. since February 1st when I started. So uh, I've kept up with the ritual and the habit, but I still eat like shit. So my body still looks like shit. Can you post or do you do leg day? I do do. I did leg day today, actually, as a matter okay. of fact. Can you post your leg day workout in, in the comment section? No, like no, no. I need I need a new leg day, bro. I can uh, tell you certainly what I do. I will text you privately, but I'm not sharing that for the people out there to see. David is thick. Yeah, I am thick in all the wrong ways and all the wrong places. <laughs> um, so this is unrelated, but I did want to stop and give a quick shout out. Um, so if you have one, you can think of one while I'm talking here. But okay. my cousin, she's technically not my like first cousin, but I call her my cousin, Anna Gray. Shout out Anna Gray. She has listened to every episode of not the, not only this shitty podcast, but also my football shitty podcast. So she is the number one fan. She is loyal. She is a great family member. You can't build a fan like that in a factory. So shout out Anna Gray. Sounds like we have a, a future guest coming on. <laughs> Possibly a future guest. I think she would be. She would add great value to this podcast. So, awesome. uh, give a shout out, Craig. You deserve one. Give one. Mm. Um. Well, I've, I've, I think I've shouted out most of my family members that listen. Give it uh, to them again. Out, okay, Double okay, dip. Shout out, shout out, AK, one of my aunts. Um, AK forty seven. Thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. Um. Shout out Joe Schlick from Louisville. He listens. I think. Joey Slick, baby. Um, yeah, so those are the, the main the main homies. Cool, love it. I love the love the people that just listen to all the episodes, regardless of you know whether we're on a hot streak or a cold streak. I mean, sometimes yeah. we post every two weeks, sometimes we post every month. But those people that are subscribed, every time it gets uploaded, they're they're jumping in to listen. So I appreciate yeah. that. I'll give a shout out to Brian too. I know I know he listens to a lot. My brother Brian. So awesome. he'd be a good guest too. Shout out Brian. Uh, does, did he go with the quirky uh, introductions and looks as well? Cause he seems kind of like a tall and skinny dude. Oh dude. He's, he's, he's like six, eight. He's way, he's way taller. Damn. Yeah. Uh, we, you know what we need to do is we need to end uh, big man number discrimination in high school sports because <laughs> like that was always a thing since like middle school, right? They just did smaller jerseys with smaller numbers, bigger jerseys with bigger numbers. Well, that's not fair to the big men. They deserve to be low numbers too. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair, especially as more of them are, you know, become better shooters and more guard oriented. Yeah. Yeah. The big man is is dwindling away in, in uh, basketball due to uh, the way the NBA matter, is bro. moving. It doesn't. As long as you can hit a shot, you can get on the court. 
Um, speaking of basketball, uh, it's NBA playoffs time. I mean, I'm not a huge NBA guy, but I've been tuning in a little bit. Um, the the Bucks, uh, shout out Giannis. I got his jersey back there. I'm trying to wrap the Bucks. I got yes. spotted cow as well tonight. It's not going well for for my Milwaukee Bucks. No, I mean, I, I know we want to keep sports talk to minimum, um, but yeah, the Bucks. I mean, they're they're they were my favorite to to pick to pick to win. Just not not because I I mean I like them, but I just think they're really really good. But he'd have played well. Giannis missed the game, like. But the, two games deserved it so far. Oh, he, yeah, he did miss two. Yeah, so it's and and I don't think Middleton's full strength. Um, I haven't followed them. You know, I've watched maybe like a third of their games or so. So I, I'm not fully up to speed with their team, but um, yeah, the Heat are just playing well. It's a it's a tough matchup. Heat are a really good eight seed, and when your best player sits two games, it's it's tough. But I, I I still think they can come back and win. I really do. I do. I think they can too. I, I think the problem with the Bucks, obviously, it's an uh, like. This doesn't make me an NBA analyst, right? Obviously. The biggest problem is like the health of the two best players, which is Giannis and Chris Middleton, right? And the biggest yeah. asset that the Bucs have is their depth. Like they have crazy depth, but depth does you no good when your stars and your best players and your best scorers are out. Depth does you the right. best when like, okay, you have these guaranteed guys that are going to have 20 to 30 points a game, and then your, your backups or your bench – you can plug and play the hottest guys, right? The, but those depth guys, they don't fill in the gaps of losing a Giannis or a Chris Middleton. The Bucks have like the best glue guys in the league, but like glue guys aren't meant to be 30 point per game scorers. Yeah, like Grayson Allen and Jay Crowder are not gonna go out and get yeah. you a 30 piece. No, not at all. So we're rooting for the Bucks to come back. Um Switching gears to your favorite team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, what are your thoughts right now? I think they're down uh, three to one in the series. They're playing as we speak. So shout out Craig. I mean, that's the dedication out of Craig and how much he loves our fans and our listeners. He's willing to sit through and record this podcast while his favorite team is is playing. Yeah, well, I, I feel bad. I gave up on him last game. Um, I don't know. It's been a sad season. Towns was hurt for most of the year. I, I still think he's, I mean, Ant, Ant's had a good ascension this year. But Towns was a legit top 15 NBA player last year in the league. Missed most of the season. Just kind of been a lost, lost season. Um, the Nuggets are good. And talk about injuries, kind of the opposite for the Wolves right now. The Wolves are playing without three guys in their eight-man rotation. Um, one starter, two bench guys. So it's just tough. Um, I, I don't want people to overreact and say the season's a failure or anything like that. It's People were hurt. It just didn't work out. Um, so it's, it's sad, but it's kind of like no need to overreact and blow everything up. Just Plus, Den- Denver's literally the one seed. Like, Denver's really yeah. solid. Like, they have who should probably be the three-time consecutive MVP in Jokic. And, exactly. like, they finally have Jamal Murray healthy. They finally have Michael Porter Jr. healthy. Like, they're a buzzsaw. It, exactly. And, and the Wolves, like, again, like, town, like the, the, the Wolves' three best players have played together, like, 20 games all season. And, like, people are like, 20 games, that's a lot. It's like... In the NBA world, that's nothing. And like they didn't have training camp together because Towns was sick in the hospital. Like they haven't like they've probably had like 50 practices together, which is not that much. So, anyways, it's I think that stuff matters. Um, uh, the Nuggets are really good. They're they're a good complete team. They lack depth. And if the Wolves had their bench guys, they'd probably have a better chance. But a big problem too with the Wolves, I think, is they have an they have a roster that's constructed to succeed in the NBA 10 years ago. Yeah. They they wow. have they're big oriented right. They have Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, who are both really solid bigs. Anthony Edwards is an amazing guard, but then their next best guard is Mike Conley Jr., who is one of my favorite players in NBA history for he's how underrated he is. Yeah. 
but it's a guard heavy league and you got to have more guard play i think i think the wolves are constructed to be a really good regular season team and if they would have gotten a three like if they would have if towns would have played 10 more games they they could have been a, a four seed they were they were like four games out of that that's not unreasonable um no. so you know if, if they're a re- good regular season team they could win a playoff series you know it is what it is so I was at, we were driving from Milwaukee back to uh, Omaha, Nebraska this weekend, and we stopped at uh, the Nike outlet. So I wanted to show you, because this made me think of you and made me think of the Timberwolves. Um, Hang on, I'm trying to share my screen. So they had D'Angelo Russell jerseys there, right? So they're D'Angelo Russell Timberwolves jerseys. Now, can you, what do you see? Do you see your little face at the, on the screen as well? I see Kevin Garnett. What a mess. Now what a mess this is. I'm not a technology guy. Okay, Kevin Garnett, look at these jerseys. Look how gorgeous those Timberwolves jerseys are. Now, if you're listening on Spotify, I'm sorry. We're looking at Kevin Garnett in an old Timberwolves jersey. 2004 were, like season Timberwolves oh, trees jerseys. Those were just beautiful. Just filthy, beautiful jerseys. Now, these are their jerseys, right? These, like, blocky, like, it looks like a middle school kid with a ruler designed them. So that that for sure is disappointing. These were the ones that were were at the Nike outlet on sale. So is there has there been a, a bigger? Jeez, uh, Louise, let's go, David, figure this out. Has there been a bigger downgrade of of jerseys in in professional sports history? I guess I don't I don't keep up with other teams' jerseys as much, <laughs> but the, the, the Wolves trees are like every year we're like just give us like a tree like broider or, or like a lining or something whatever that's called collar or whatever yeah, yeah i know what yeah, you mean. Exactly. Yeah. that and like give us like the cool tee that's on those jerseys or something like that and they did it for one of the um like the alternate jerseys a couple of years ago and fans loved it and it just it's just not that hard anymore so no it's yeah it's that's probably why our franchise is is struggling right now and losing because our jerseys I'd, just don't have the swagger i'd say that reason is up there as top three this is a good a good transition. We didn't talk about this before the show, but can we can we do a top five um, segment today? <laughs> what do you mean top five? Like the where we where we choose or we do our rankings or top? Oh, three? top three today. Yeah, let's do it. What what's your topic right. for top three today? So my, my favorite thing to do with my boys when we were like in third grade was like, bro, if we were like professional athletes, what brand would you want to be sponsored by? Okay, the top three so, brands you'd be sponsored by. Yeah. So yeah, so if, if the, under the premise of you're a professional athlete, you can choose a sport. What who do you want to be sponsored by? Okay, I'm gonna go with golf because that's just what I've been into yep. lately as an adult. I watch a lot of golf. I play a lot of golf. I buy a lot of golf stuff. So that's what the sport that I'm gonna go with for this for this event that you've chose. Um, yep. I'll go with my number three. Let's go TaylorMade. TaylorMade is my number three brand that I would like to be sponsored by. So that would be, I would choose that as my clubs. I would choose that as my uh, my balls and maybe some gear like a hat, um, some logos on the shirt, whatever it might be for the sponsorships. But I'll go number is, three, TaylorMade. And is that because of the like the swagger or like the quality of the product or what? It's a little bit of both. It's the quality of product. I think that they have great clubs, great quality of product. It's one of, in my opinion, the top two like golf brands as far as like popularity uh, amongst okay. the pros. I think that in Titleist, but I'm a tailor-made guy myself, so I will choose tailor-made. Okay. What about you? What's your sport and what's your number three? I'll, I'll do tennis. 
um, just because it was a tennis party that we used to do this with. Um, and ba- I don't know, basketball would be harder. I'd feel like it'd just be like Nike, Adidas, Jordan. Like, There's not as know. many options. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with, with tennis. I'm going to start with number three, Lacoste. It's just classy. Like it's, classy. it's, it's kind of bougie, but like that, that kind of fits a tennis vibe sometimes. And like they have, it, it would be a fun brand to be like, yeah, I'm sponsored by Lacoste. It just drips and I class. I said this when I was in third grade, but like now it's like, yeah, I, I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. The little alligator drips class. Um, I don't own a single Lacoste item. Do you own any Lacoste items? I have a pair of shoes, um, that I really loved, but I'm going to have to get rid of them soon. Why? Why do you have to get rid they're, of them? They were like white tennis shoes and they're just brown now. They're just dirty. Like I'm, they're just. Stuck. Maybe that'll get a cool vintage look. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of, it's even kind of past that. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> have you tried wash? Bro. Have you tried washing them? <laughs> I've washed them a million times. I've had them for like four years. Damn, damn. Uh, quick little side story I have on that on because you brought up shoes. Um, yeah. So back when we were at Drake, uh, when we were sophomores in college, I went to Painted Street with Nate Morehauser, right? So yeah. before we went, I didn't want to take any of like my shoes because I'm a big shoe guy, right? So I value my shoes. I didn't want to take those to the Painted Street. So we went to Goodwill. We bought some clothes. We bought suits, actually. Check out my Instagram. We have pictures on there. We bought suits, and then we bought uh, I bought shoes. So I bought these like white they're a little bit beat up, but they're like these white Reebok shoes, right? So I'm like, all right, these will look stupid with the suit, but whatever, it'll go. I can get them dirty and throw them away right after. Well, come to find out, fast forward like two or three years, and these white Reebok shoes that I wore become like became popular. So like right now, they're like popular shoes. They're in style. They're the comfiest shoes I've ever worn in my life. And I, to this day, I have regrets of wearing those to Painted you know, Street. Everyone. And I, and I wish I still had them. I even wish I liked them so much. They're so comfy that I wish I would have kept them after Painted Street, like covered in paint. I think they kind of would have looked sick. That would have been like some pretty sweet stuff. Yeah, like custom Reeboks. Those would be sick. Yeah. Dang. That's fun. Yeah. And so sorry to, sorry to sidetrack there. Relays. Are you going this year? Uh, no, I don't believe so. But are you going? No. Yeah. There's too much going on. It was fun to see you last year. We like uh, we could see each other's face. We were we were this close to each other, but I couldn't hear a word coming out of your couldn't mouth. Couldn't hear anything. No. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool to see you. Um, yeah. Okay, my number two uh, golf brands I would like to be sponsored by would be Peter Millar. I will mm. choose Peter Millar because it's a waspier brand, but I really really like it. Uh, comfort comfortable clothes, um, high quality clothes. Those would have to be like my. Probably my shirts and my pants slash shorts would be Peter okay. Millar. That that's my go-to brand there. Okay, I like that. I, I don't know much about that brand, but I'll, I'll trust you. Just trust me. I'm gonna go with for for my number two. I'm gonna go with Head Tennis. Um, I, I use the Head Racket for for most of my high school career. So, um, and I still use are, the Head Racket. Are you more of a giving head guy or a receiving head as a gift? <laughs> I just play with a tennis tennis racket. That's that's oh, the brand of head. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, I like their stuff. I, I like their logo. So that's 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 gonna be my number two. But you've never given any head as as a gift to anyone. <laughs> no, no, I've not given any. <laughs> Have head. you gotten any head as a gift from like no, during never. Christmas or your birthday? No. Oh damn, that sucks. Especially if it's your number two favorite brand in the world. Yeah, I know. So, I have to put in the. Yeah, put it on the list. Put it on the wedding registry, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. My number one brand that I would choose, and I just chose a clothing, so it's kind of is 
an unfortunate choice, but it's my by far my number one favorite brand in golf. And I don't think there's a single professional golfer out there that's sponsored by it, which blows my mind. Bad Birdie Golf. That's what hat I'm wearing right now. Bad Birdie. It's got some like crazy like uh, polos that are like really crazy style. Quarter zips, crazy style. I mean, they're like flashy. I really enjoy rocking them on the course, even though I suck at golf. I like to look good while I do it. So that would be my sponsorship, and I would love to rock those on the course. That logo is sweet, and I just pulled up like their page, and there's some pretty fun stuff. That's cool. Yeah, big big uh, fan of the brand. And I'm gonna hit them. I'm going to DM them. Uh, I decided I'm just going to start DMing some different brands and seeing if they'll sponsor this podcast. So I'm going to DM them and uh, I'll get back to you and see if they respond. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I'll have to buy a, a bad birdie uh, shirt just to, regardless of, of whether they respond or not. Yes, you will have to, especially if they respond. Yes. Um, I don't, I think my number one will probably not respond to us if we DM them. It's, it's, it's kind of basic, but it's Nike. I just have, a, that's always been my favorite brand. So. Um, and I, I think they have a really good tennis t-shirt and like shorts, like kind of line. So I think they're the most swag out there. Yeah. I mean, they got so. the two, in my opinion, the two like best golfers of our generation and Federer and Nadal. So, yeah. And, and I think too, with golf, you probably have more of that, like, I don't, this is maybe the wrong term, but like boutique, like kind of like bad birdie, right? Like you, like a cool, it's like a cool logo. They make cool stuff. I don't think you have as much of that in the tennis scene. It's kind of just the main players you throw in the cost, Babolat, you know, some racket sports companies, but you don't have as many, I don't know, Gen Z millennial kind of like brands trying to cater to young people. Yeah. I think golf is like, I was talking about this with my buddy uh, the other day golf is like blown up like crazy ever since the mm-hmm. pandemic. Like it was not this big of a deal before the pandemic for sure. There was guys that loved golf and loved to watch golf. Don't get me wrong. It's not like the sport has like just become a thing, but like everybody golfs. Every since yeah. like the, the pandemic and people are working from home, like everybody golfs. So like, I think a lot of people have started to watch golf too. And a lot of people have started to like buy golf, you know, equipment, apparel, blah, blah, blah. So you're right. I think a lot of these like smaller companies are like, Hey, this is an opportunity for us to sell a product. So let's like create a product for, for the young golfer or the everyday golfer yeah. and get this product moving. I love it. Yeah, it's, 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 it, I mean, it's fun. It's a fun sport. It's expensive. Yeah, but it's really expensive. That's the one thing I hate about it. Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, I wanted to talk to you about, um, either on camera or off camera, but here we are on camera. I've gotten recently addicted to, to, uh, Poshmark. Have you ever heard of that? Is that a clothing thing? Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, uh, kind of like an Etsy slash eBay type thing so you can you can sell your items like your clothing items for the most part i think you can do other shit but i've only done clothing stuff so you can sell it um you can post stuff sell it and you can also buy stuff obviously so i was just like scrolling through instagram one day a couple years ago saw that like there's a lot of these cool random items that like you couldn't go to the store and buy right um Mm -hmm. so i was looking i was like oh that's cool like that's vintage that's cool so i downloaded the app looked at it didn't really use it to flash like fast forward to now okay and i was talking to one of my coworkers, and he said he was selling a lot of stuff on there and he made a good chunk of change from it so i re-downloaded the app created an account started like posting my stuff to try to sell and then i just ended up buying a bunch of stuff from other people so i support small business i've just been buying a bunch of stuff from people and i'm just addicted to buying things i have sold a few items but i'm net negative a lot of money what's uh what's been like your best purchase 
you can't see it, but uh, it's a lot of uh, like the brands that we just talked about, right? So a lot of that stuff, like if you go to Bad Birdie website and and try to buy a polo, it's going to be like an eighty dollar polo, right? But I've bought some from some Bad Birdie polos from there for like thirty bucks. So I just like to buy like stuff that I can get great deals on. So I've been yeah. like getting as good a deals as I can. I like it because it's like number one, it's not face to face. Like I hate Facebook Marketplace because I don't or Craigslist because I don't want to like yeah. go to some guy's house and buy his golf polo from him, right? Yeah. So like what you do is you just buy like on this. You can either like accept the the price that they post or you can like make an offer to them or counter offer their offer, and then they can either like counter offer you or accept your counter offer. And then they just like go to the post office and ship it to you and it shows up like in my mailbox. So it's like cool. easy, no face-to-face transactions. You can just buy things. Um, I so, like that. Yeah, I'm a big yeah, I've fan. I've seen ads for it like on Instagram and stuff, but I haven't, yeah. I haven't yeah. So, so do you I, recommend I, it or not? I recommend it. I, that's that's what I made the mistake of diving in. But that is the reason I brought that up is because it's a segue into my grinds, my gears. So okay. love the app. Nothing to really grind my gears about that. Uh, the thing that grinds my gears is when I sell an item and then I have to go to the post office. The post office grinds my gears. <laughs> have you been to the post office lately, dude? Um, kind of. I've been mailing stuff. I haven't been to the post office recently, but I've been dropping off mail. I've probably been to the post office. I'm 26 years old now. I've probably been to the post office like three times in my life before this. Not counting like driving by the post office and dropping shit in like the blue drop box. Like I've been in a post office, waited in line like three times in my life. Now I've sold like eight or nine items. So I've been to the post office eight or nine times in the past like couple months. I hate the post office. People give a lot of shit to the DMV. The post office deserves every much of that shit. They are <laughs> slow. They have no desire to work hard. They are the chillest people ever, which is really unfortunate when you're, like, late for work trying to drop off this package. And it's always, like, three grandmas in front of me trying to figure out how to ship things to their grandson in, like, Alaska. And it's, like, the the employee is not helping things go quicker, right? They're just, like, so chill. So they have no rush in the world and no sense of urgency, and it really grinds my gears. So with Poshmark, do you have to pay the the cost? Like, does the seller pay the cost of shipping, or does the buyer pay the cost? The buyer pays the cost of shipping. So when I if I sold the t shirt to you, it would the Poshmark would you would pay the shipping, and then Poshmark would email me a little shipping label. I print it off. I go to the post office. I grab a package from them. Mm. I put stuff it up. I tape on the shipping label. I hate yes. I hate that part. Is like I don't have a printer at home. Like I'd love to, but like. I don't have a, I don't have an office at Princeton. I think that you can take your phone as well, and they would scan like a barcode okay. and print one okay. there. That's but nice. what I've been trying to do is I have like I try to have a package at home, stuff the item in the package, slap on the shipping label, tape it, so then I can go to the post office, stand in line, and just drop it to like hand it to the guy and leave. Otherwise, I have to like go to the post office, like wait in line, get a package, go back to the end of the line, pack my stuff, th- like put the shipping label on, tape the shipping label. Then wait, re wait in line. Like I've had to do that a couple times, and it's been the worst experience of my life. What's like the average wait time? 15, 20 minutes. Oh. Brutal. That I think that that's the best thing that I like about like work from home is like being or being remote is like I I don't ever wait in grocery lines anymore. I just go at lunch. If I have to run an errand like that, I have to go to UPS or the, the you know the, the post office. I just go at lunchtime, and there's no wait. Well, dude, I'm going to the post office at like 10 in the morning, which seems like it wouldn't be that busy of a time. Yeah, I, that, that's yeah. 
but that's when all the grandmas and grandpas wake up, I guess. Oh, and you go, gotta go a little yeah. bit earlier, bro. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like I've been there a couple times where like, I just walk in, no one's there. I walk right to the front of the line and hand the guy my package. So I, I account like when I leave my apartment, I account for the amount of time of those experiences. Not of the experiences when it takes 15, 20 minutes, uh, like I should. Instead of getting to work early on some days when I'm lucky, I just get to work late when the days and I'm not lucky. <laughs> Better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect that. So that grinds hey, my gears. I, I feel that. I know you're generally you a happy guy, but do you have a grind? Oh, you have a yeah, grind my gears. Yeah, I got to my gears. I, wow. I feel like past a like year and a half i've been a little bit more more negative so i need yeah to you ha- you have been a little more bitter and i really appreciate that about you yeah i, I I'll, I'll talk to my therapist about that but uh yeah main main grinds my gear for me this this time is i don't i don't know if i talked about it with nicole but just just home buying in general terrible process we're in the process of buying a condo um it's going well we close in on may 15th so just under three weeks but the whole process of like a, we've talked about moving enough. Moving sucks. So that's like in the back of the mind, it's always like, frick, like we have to move everything. We have to buy new, fur- you know, we're, we're buying some new furniture. Um, so that all sucks. Then you get into like just the whole process of like looking at homes, like inspections, negotiating, like it all stinks. Like any anytime you have to deal with a lawyer is not fun, you know, like. Yeah. And what pro- just, what part of the process do you have to deal with a lawyer? Um, just in terms of like negotiating, like, and I don't have a good feel for. I think that's called a real estate agent, isn't it? Well, yeah, we ha- we have a real estate agent, but then like we have a lawyer that she recommended that that like negotiates the terms of like, um, in terms of like the like transferring the title, making sure that everything looks okay. Like if we had, we, our, we had our inspection, everything looks okay. But like, if we had an issue with the inspection, we would have to go back to the lawyer and say like, this was messed up. We're not going to go forward with this. Or we expect a credit to come back to us. So like, we don't negotiate okay. that ourselves. So we, we pay someone to do that for us. Okay. Um, and I think that that's like somewhat normal. Um, it might not. be. Maybe I don't know. Shit. I've, I've always Chicago. worked. Um, and so like, there's just always something like we're like today I was reading, we had like an 80 page HOA bylaw document to like read over. And it's like, this is just like absolute jargon that makes no sense and is not worth reading. Um, so that's not fun. Yeah. But Jesus. That sounds miserable. We're through like 40 of it, but I wasn't sure if you were talking about like uh, buying things for your home or the home buying process. So it sounds like the home buying process. Yeah. Like the actual bought process of like closing on a home, like, Wanna, is your is your real estate agent a random person or someone that you guys know? We got recommended them. I, I, it's it's weird. I feel like if we were in like 15 states, we would have known a realtor. But like in Chicago, we didn't know anyone. So yeah. we we got recommended. Great experience. Really like her. She's been awesome. Um, she's put together a good team. So that, that she's made the process I think fairly easy. But like one thing that's weird is like when you go and you like a house or a condo. We're, we're buying a condo. Um, I didn't realize this really at first, but like there's an asking price that like the, the seller kind of is like putting out as like their, you know, their feeler that this is kind of what they want. Like, that doesn't mean anything They they can accept or deny any offer. And so like we put in our, uh, an offer that like someone bid higher than us and we didn't know like how high they were going to go. And you don't ever get to know those numbers. So it's not like, you know, you go to the grocery store, you want a candy bar, you're paying like $2 or $1.50, whatever, I don't dollar maybe for the candy bar, you get that candy bar. 
you know, you put an offer for a house or condo, you don't, you, you, you're probably not going to get it. So that, that just sucks that like you don't, and if you really want it, then you have to like way overbid for it. So, um, okay. So if you and I, if you and I were going for the same house, yeah, say it was listed for a hundred thousand dollars and you go up to the buyer or the homeowner and you say, Sophie and I would like to offer you $105,000 for this house. Yes. Then I go to the homeowner and I say, I would like to offer $110,000 for this house. Yes. They don't go back to you and say, David just offered 110. Do you want to go higher? They just say there's, we accepted another bid or what? It depends on the real, like the selling realtor. Sometimes they'll like, they'll like say like, well then they'll come back and they'll say someone's higher than you put your like best and last offer in. But the places that we bid on and we, we had two bids that we put in, we didn't get them. They didn't say that. They're like, well, like you, you got beat out. You got outbid. Uh, yeah. So and, and, and like they want, and I think the rationale behind that is that they want your best offer up front. They don't want you to play games and be like, yeah. well, we could go, we could go 10K higher. So that, that's why they do it. But it's like. It feels but, dirty. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it feels dirty. For this, like, yeah, you know. So, yeah. and then too, there's there's other factors of like, you know, how much are you putting down, and how much are you local or using a local bank, like that kind of stuff that can you know impact it when you want to move in. So, it's just a stressful process that is way too much paperwork and, and kind of sucks. See, that's where buying a home differs from from Poshmark is uh, when they post an item on Poshmark, you can buy it now, right? Whatever whatever they post as a listing price, you can buy it. But apparently that does not work for buying a home. No, no, unfortunately. Thank not. you for uh, enlightening me and the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, rough, man. Anyways, You're a young I mean, lad it's, it's buying the first place. Yeah. Been, yeah, overall it's been good, but just a lot of paperwork. But I feel like I feel like that headache and that stress level uh, with the buying process, especially after you guys already like submitted two bids uh, and got rejected is makes it that much more rewarding when you do finally get that one. You know, it was great. Like at first when we like put in our first offer, like, oh, my God, what do we just do? But then like once we had been denied, it was like, okay, like then we just go look at a place where like, okay, we're ready to offer or like we're not like we're we don't like this place or it's like if we do. okay, then like. You know, this is how much we pay for it. So it actually really helped getting denied right away or losing our first bid um, and just being like, okay, you know, rip off the Band-Aid. We're now good to do this. So, could, Yeah, it could be one of those uh, everything happens for a reason type deal, deals where yeah. you guys weren't supposed to get those first two places, yeah. you know. And and in retrospect, like we like our place. Our, our, the place that we're, you know, closing on is, is the one we like the most. So it worked out. But good. anyways, fingers crossed that nothing like blows up in the next three weeks. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'll be praying for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, should we, should we, do you have any positive things to talk about? <laughs> uh, yeah. You kind of put me on the spot here. Um, I would say a positive thing I have to talk about is that it's basically golf season. Um, I'm a big golf guy. I love golfing. Uh, it, it's been a, th- a big part of my life the past couple of years. Um, it's a safe sport to do with my crippled body. Uh, it's something you can do until you're old and retired. Um, so it is almost golf season. I just played golf uh, last weekend in Wisconsin with my two buddies, Josh and Zach. It was 35 degrees and sleeting. Uh, so that's not technically golf season yet, but it is getting there. It is getting warmer. So. And what'd you shoot? 92. Nice. So we were in the nineties. You got to be happy about that. I was happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. My buddy Josh showed up. Uh, I was coming from eight hours away and I remembered my golf clubs, but my buddy Josh showed up and forgot his golf clubs. So big, uh, note to the people. What's up, Sophia. (laughs) 
she probably can't she probably can't she, hear you because her head's blown. <laughs> yeah. She's sneaking in the back. <laughs> yeah, she's not sneaking very good. I saw her the whole time. <laughs> um she, it's fine. You don't have to angle her away. Um yeah, he shows up to the course, he pulls up like a minute late for our tea time, and he's like, Boys, bad news. Forgot my golf clubs at home. So I was like, Yeah, that's a big deal, dude. You gotta remember to bring your that golf is. clubs to golf. So he used mine. Uh, including okay. my brand new driver, so I was very concerned the entire round. Where did you get your driver from? Uh, Dick Sporting Goods. Nice. Yeah, I heard Dick Sporting Goods and and uh, Head have a partnership. Did you hear about that? Okay, I, I didn't. Yeah, new thing. Um, but yes, okay. got it from. It's a tailor made driver. Thank you for asking. Hence the yeah. uh, number three in my rankings. Number three, I like it. Okay. So I'm going to hit up Taylor May and I'm going to hit up Peter Millar and Bad Birdie and see if they'll sponsor us. You take care of Lacoste, Nike, and uh, Head. And Head. Okay. Yeah, we'll see if yeah. we can get some Head. Yeah, see if you can get some Head and uh, I'll be a proud sponsor of Head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, what, do you have any bright bulbs or any positive things to talk about? Yeah, it's it's kind of related actually. Just like I think maybe my, one of my top five days of the year you know, we could do a top three sometime about this, but like one of them would be like probably Christmas day or Christmas Eve, you know, one might be like, I, I like Halloween. Well, I don't know. Love hate relationship with Halloween. So I we'll wonder if you're going to say what I'm thinking. Okay. Keep going. We also like, you know, um, July 4th is a nice, is a fun. Oh holiday. God. I love July 4th. Yeah. But one of the most underrated days of the year is the first nice day of the year. Oh, um, and we have that like a week ago where just everyone in the city is out and about picnicking. Everyone's dog is out. Everyone is just biking, playing spike ball, throwing a pigskin around. Like there's just fun things happening and the energy is just so positive. So that's, that's like my bright bulb. I like it. I love it. You can't beat the smell of the first no, nice day yes. of the year. It, oh. It's fresh. Everyone's like wearing shorts yeah. and like, you normally wouldn't probably wear shorts at that temperature, but yeah. you just do anyways. I would say I, as an outsider looking in, cause I don't live in Chicago. I never have the two best times to live in Chicago to me seem like right around Christmas. Yep. And then Great summertime. Christmas city. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So you're, you're you coming up on it. summertime. So yeah. dude, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm already yeah, looking forward to your summer in Chicago. Yeah, and then the, the, you know everyone's by the lake, and there's you know beaches, so it's 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 pretty fun. So I'm excited about that. Good, good. Okay, I thought you were gonna say something different, so I will say this as my second bright bulb of the day of the yeah. week of the of the year. It is two days away from the NFL draft, and I oh, am yeah. a huge NFL draft guy. I love the NFL draft because I love college football and I love NFL. And the NFL draft is just a merger of a sweet love making between the two leagues so i love the nfl draft i cannot wait for thursday do you have a uh, one bold prediction i guess my bold prediction would be the houston texans with the number two overall pick do not take a quarterback yeah which would be really a terrible decision on their part like, <laughs> yeah so maybe it's not but, that bold but like, yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, that, no, that's why it's bold. Like, they should take a yeah, quarterback. They should. They yes. Should. But I have a bold prediction that they won't. And that'll have fun ramifications for the rest of the board. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to make for one of those really funny situations where you're like five, ten years down the road and you're like the Houston Texans still had a shitty quarterback. They've had a losing record every single season since the 2023 draft. Right. And they passed up like 
current Pro Bowler C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and you know Anthony Richardson or right something now. like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like I can't wait to see what unfolds in the first round of the draft. Um, I saw a little thing. I know this isn't like a sports podcast, but I did see a tweet that I screenshotted because it made me think of you, and I wanted to talk to you about it during this episode. I saw a tweet that said that the Vikings were highly considering aggressively trading up to pick Will Levis, number two overall. And I thought, let me get your thoughts before I give you my thoughts. Okay. So so first of all, there there's like there's no no chance of trading up to number two. Can I give you the caption before you say there's no chance? I, I've, I've read the caption, but yeah, you can read it for the audience. Oh, okay. For the audience. Loud rumblings out of Minnesota and latest odds suggest that the Vikings love Will Levis enough to trade up to number two overall to draft him. So I just think that like when you look at the draft capital that would, would require trading up to number two, it would require like three or four firsts. Yeah. So they're not going to give that up. I think as I read that caption, I think I was duped. Because it says they would love to trade up for him. Well, no shit. Everyone would love to trade up for a certain guy. It didn't say they are going to try to trade up for him. Exactly. Damn, yeah, I was duped. If he falls to like 13, I think that's a different discussion. Um, I don't think they're in a position where they have enough assets to really move up. I think they would. there's a quarterback that they love. I think Vikings camps think that's either Levis or Richardson. I don't know. I'm not a scout for the Vikings. I think there's one guy they love. I think there's. A, I think they're going to try and trade up. I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I I just don't see them moving up to number two. I just they're at pick 23. They don't have a second rounder. I don't. They they're missing a couple middle round picks. Like it's just it, they don't have the capital. The reason I think it's a terrible decision, and this is uh, just my two quick cents on the NFL draft. I think that Will Levis is the next Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm trading not, up. Yeah, trading up for him would be a devastating move. So, and if they trade up from like twenty three to like fifteen, and they give up, it's worth a risk. Yeah, and it's like I'm I'm never going to be. It's worth a risk getting a quarterback, but they'd have to give up so much to trade up to number two. And I don't think Will Levis is a trans like transcendent quarterback prospect like Trevor Lawrence. Right? If Trevor Lawrence was available at number two, like that would be great. You know? Yeah. Um, so that that that's where I'm at. But I agree. Okay, that was my that I was our NFL try draft. Try to trade up for a quarterback. I just don't see it happening at number two. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and the Bears have a first round pick for the first time in a couple of years, so I'm I'm excited yeah. for that. They've had like one or two first round picks in the past like six years because of the Khalil Mack trade and then the Justin Fields trade. So I'm excited. I can't wait to talk. I can't wait to talk about Fields in six months. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for Fields. <laughs> Yeah, me, uh, me much well, it's getting that time. It's 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 golf season. It's beautiful weather season. Uh, we're we're looking forward to it. It's going to be an amazing time. You know, it's it's the time of the year when seasonal depression is going out the window. So, uh, this podcast is going to be a happier scene, a happier time. Um, we got exciting guests coming up. We haven't thought about these or talked about these or planned any of them, but they're going to be exciting. So, just buckle up and get excited for it. Buckle um, up. Yeah. <laughs> David, you want to do one one last quick segment? Rifle off. Yeah, of course. What do you got? Questions. I I got some uh, some. I, I want to see how how you are at interpreting you know units of measurement because we say that size doesn't matter. Um, so I got three questions for you. I want to see see what you think is you know the bigger scale of of measurement. Yeah. So what was the title of this segment? Size matters or size I, doesn't I, matter? I think I don't remember. 
We'll say size one, doesn't matter. One of those we'll say two. size matters. We're having I a lot know. of Indian innuendos on this episode of this yeah. uh, Peaked in College. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, go um, ahead. I, so one one thing that contributes to size is length. So what is longer in terms of miles? Well, I guess there are any unit of length. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. Highway I-80 or the Missouri River, which is longer? David Wood. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, geographical question for you, bat right, rifle and right back. Missouri River is the one between like uh, Nebraska and Iowa, correct? I don't know. I but think it, makes it is. Sense. That, I mean, that's Missouri, right? Like, okay, my guess is going to be I eighty. I think okay. I think I eighty goes really far, obviously east to west. And if you you know, I think the U.S. is longer than it is tall. So I'm going to say uh, I eighty. You are correct. Highway I-80 is 2,899 miles long. The Missouri River is 2,341 miles long. Damn, those are way closer than I thought, though. Yeah, it, it's close. It's close. Okay. Another unit of measurement that relates to size is weight. Or girth, um, as some people say. Yeah, or girth, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking, sorry, pulling up my notes. And it was also just uh, 420, um, April April 20th. So tell me which is heavier, 420 tons or the Statue of Liberty? Well. Without the base, without the base of the Statue of Liberty. When I accepted the Statue of Liberty from the French back in 1814, <laughs> Uh, I forget the year. Is that what, is that what they did? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what, what was the year that we accepted it? From? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, maybe that the Statue of Liberty is one of those long ploys, kind of like the Trojan horse. And there's a bunch of French in there ready to explode on us. Uh, anyways, when I accepted the Statue of Liberty from the French back in 1814, uh, it approximately weighed 418 tons. So I'm going to go ahead and say... 420 tons is more is heavier than the Statue of Liberty. It is. The Statue of Liberty is 150 tons without the base. So it's actually not even that close. Follow-up question, though. I think that the weather has withered the Statue of Liberty away because I do recall it was 418 tons when I weighed it. Okay, yes. Yeah, and that, yes, yes, yeah, you're correct. Thanks. Um, Follow-up question. A Sierra, Wed Sierra Redwood, it's a tree. Sure, is the Redwood Forest. Yes, yes. Is that more girth or less weight girth than the Statue of Liberty? Okay, so we're talking actual weight here because weight and girth are different. Yes, yes, weight. Weight because the Statue of Liberty, she's thick. She is thick. She is thick. Yeah. But red, redwoods are pretty thick too. Yeah. Okay, so strictly weight. I'm gonna say a redwood, mostly because I think the Statue of Liberty for the most part is is hollow, I think. Okay. Uh, okay, so I don't know if it's hollow, but a Sierra Wed Redwood is fourteen hundred tons. Damn, way, way. Damn. In the Statue of Liberty, so that that threw Damn. me. Damn. So it's almost like twelve Statue of Liberties in weight. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Pretty nuts. I. Last one for you. We're going back to length. What's how am I doing you, right now? You're am yeah. You're, one? you're you're three for three. Okay. Because you got, yeah, you got the, yeah, the, yeah, the highway right. versus the river, and then you got wow. Statue of Liberty in the fall. I am smarter than a fourth grader. Shaquille O'Neal is about 85 inches tall. Okay. To the nearest foot 
How much do his feet hang off a king-sized mattress? Oh, Jesus. I don't really know how long a king-sized mattress is, but he's he's seven foot six, I believe. Yeah. Is that the correct uh, height? Okay. I'm going to guess a king-sized mattress is about six feet, four inches. So I'm going to guess he's two feet and two inches hanging off the end of the bed. Shaquille O'Neal is only five inches Damn. off of a king-size bed. A king, a king-size bed is 80 inches long. Damn, I didn't know a king-size bed was that long. Yeah. Never owned a king-size bed. Do you have a king-size bed? <laughs> nope. Yeah. That's what Google says. Damn. Are you sure that's not a California king? I'm pretty sure. Well, Shaq's... Uh, if you've seen Shaq's episode of MTV Cribs, he has a massive bed. And it's a circle bed. It's a big circle bed. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, damn. That, that's a life goal right there. Well, that's that's crazy. Five inches, huh? Yep. The more you know. Well, the more you know, the more you know about size. Well, thanks for your preparation today, Craig. I really enjoyed that segment. Uh, size yep. doesn't matter. Size does matter. Um, you know, three for four, I'm happy well, about that. That's, three for four is a good day. Three for yeah. four is a good day. Well done, so. Well yeah. Um, anything else you want to add for, for today's episode? I think that's all. Yeah. Get outside and enjoy the, the nice weather when it, when it hits your city and uh, hit us up if you want to be a guest. Yeah. Get outside, touch grass. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Maybe just put, put your AirPods in, go for a little walk and listen to this podcast. Um, and, and if you like looking at us, put it on your TV screen on YouTube. If you don't like looking at us, uh, listen to it on the podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. If you hate us and you hate looking at us, uh, just put it on your YouTube or your Spotify and just mute it. Uh, yeah. We appreciate the clicks and the views and the listens. So uh, like and subscribe, as some people say. Um, we appreciate your, uh, your listening to this episode. Craig, thank you for uh, showing up and also preparing beforehand. I uh, appreciate it very much. Um, let's see. Anything else I'd like to add? Go Timberwolves. Go Bucks. Go Wolves. Go Bucks. Wolves and yeah. seven. Bucks and seven. Let's go. Go Bears. Go Vikings. Hosting, David. Uh, yeah. Have a good one. We'll uh, talk to you guys soon. This has been episode 23 of Peaked in College. Love you guys. Peace out, y'all.